Welcome everyone to this episode of Palmetto Guardian. Today we will be talking about the Chemical Core birthday, the 4th of July, a historical figure from South Carolina, as well as employment services. Welcome everyone, I'm Specialist Chelsea Baker. And I'm Specialist David Erskine. So June 28th is the Chemical Corps birthday. Yeah, happy birthday to the Chemical Corps. Yeah, very exciting. Also known as Seaburn. Seaburn, yeah. Um, I would take a shot at it, but I can't remember all the, the, the <laughs> chemical, biological, radioactive, <laughs> nuclear, and environmental. Ooh, look See? At that. Look at that. That's, you should keep write that down, everybody out there. I feel like that could be a Jeopardy question one day. Maybe. That could be the daily double that wins you, wins you everything. <laughs> so... Yeah, you want to know that. Yeah. Um, they've been around a while, right? Uh, 1918. 1918. Their 101st birthday. 101st birthday. Yeah. Ooh, getting on up in age there. Yeah. yeah nothing wrong with that. You just get better <laughs> with time, right? Yeah, exactly. That's it. <laughs> so, congratulations to the Chemical Corps. Yeah. And also, uh, next week is the 4th of July. Yep, 4th of July. Ready for that. Super excited. Red, white, and blue, stars and stripes, the whole nine yards. Fireworks shows, barbecues. You and the family have anything fun planned? Uh, no, I don't think so. Not as, as of yet. We've, we've talked about maybe a fishing trip. That'd be fun. Yeah. Um, but uh, don't know yet. You know, my mom always likes us to come over for fireworks and all that in the afternoon or evening. Do you uh, guys do a whole firework display? Um, or kind of just onesies and twosies? Yeah, we, we do onesies and twosies. We're onesies and twosies type people. Um, all the small kids and stuff running around, you know, it's easier just to put a, one bottle rocket in at a time <laughs> versus having like an arsenal set up ready to go at a moment's notice. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's usually a pretty good time. Um, we don't um, barbecue, though. Like, we make homemade pizzas. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, my stepdad, super industrious guy, uh, construction worker, but he decided that the oven in the house wasn't good enough uh, to bake with or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he built a, a brick oven in the backyard. So we, we do brick fire, whatever, pizzas, homemade pizzas. and um, But, yeah, they're good. Sounds like I know where I'm going for the fourth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah big pizza party. <laughs> Check with us on Facebook to see the address and stuff. My mom would have a heart attack. Um, but uh, anyway uh, so other than coming to you know my place what are you you got any plans for fourth of july or not yet maybe you go on the boat with some friends or the beach or something i don't know kind of keeping my options open there's always a lot of stuff going on fourth of july though everywhere's got some kind of firework display going on or you know yeah speaking of that uh the band Yep. They're going to be having one of their concerts the 4th of July in Greenville. Oh, yeah, that's their big show. Yep, that's a the big show. Red, White, and Blue Festival. Mm-hmm. They're going to be playing at the Peace Center stage from 6 to 9. 6 to 9. Yeah. It's a good show, and it's free. Mm-hmm. It's free. Um, yeah, that's that's usually one of their bigger shows. They usually have full lights, the whole whole production. It's a nice show. I've been up to the, uh, the amphitheater up there where they normally play. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a real nice setup near the, the river up there. So, yeah, if you're up in the Greenville area, you should definitely go. Or if you're not in the Greenville area and you just want to drive, yeah. it's a good show. It's a good, good time. Family fun. Very enjoyable. So, yeah. Yeah. 
a lot, a lot of good stuff. <laughs> also um, recently announced was the new chief warrant officer yeah. of the South Carolina yeah. Guard. Uh, CW5 Evans, mm-hmm. yep, he's taken over. Um, glad to have him on board. Uh, former, or I say former, uh, IT. Oh, I didn't know he was IT. Yeah, computer person. Uh, so is he part of Signal? Is that c- Signal's IT, right? Yeah, yeah, Signal and all that stuff. Um, super nice guy. Uh, he'll he'll do a lot of good stuff for the state. And so glad to have him on, have him aboard. Um, we'll have to maybe get him on. Yeah, You know, definitely. Get, get him to come down and talk with us or whatnot. Since, you know, we don't have a special guest today, it's just... Me the and two you, of us. just two of us today. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> not that we didn't have people that wanted to be on the show. No, uh, we've had lots, well, lots of, of interest. Lots of interest. Mm-hmm. We just wanted to try one with just, just you and me. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Y'all have to let us know. <laughs> leave us some comments. Well, yeah, leave us some comments. We uh, actually did finally have our first comment. That was pretty cool. Yeah, on YouTube, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're uh, we're starting to get a bigger following, which is what the idea was behind all of this yep, and so gr- help grow youtube and social awareness about what's going on in the garden in a little bit more casual manner mm-hmm. so that uh you know kind of an open forum type place you know and we have some people from cyber still want to be on here some people from service member family care that you don't want to come in the historian has mentioned something about coming on the people at the museum want to come back for mm-hmm. um a segment which um speaking of history and the museum and stuff um got to talking to the the folks up here at the museum the other day and was just asking them about some you know south carolina history and stuff and not being too far removed from uh d-day the mm-hmm. anniversary of d-day uh telling us was telling me about um uh, a gentleman that served in world war ii mm-hmm. um Thomas Howie. Thomas Howie, um, uh, that actually died uh, during the Normandy invasion or whatnot. Mm -hmm. But he's from South Carolina, from Abbeville, South Carolina. Yep, and he attended the Citadel. Yeah, he's a Citadel graduate, Mm -hmm. um, president of his class, I believe, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Majored Uh, in English. Yeah. I think he also taught English at some point, I think I saw. Yeah, yeah, um, and then he was with the... 29th Infantry Division, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 29th. He's a commander, right? Of mm-hmm. the 29th. He was a battalion commander. And he went into, they were supposed to, um, I guess, liberate or invade um, St. Lo, mm-hmm. France. Um, I guess his nickname is the, the Major of St. Lo. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's, he's, from, he's from South Carolina, and it just, just kind of goes to show how, uh, I guess, r- rich and how deep our military heritage is here in South Carolina um, and and how, you know, uh, you, you think about great people and, and great things that happen. And, you know, here's here's a young young man that came out of Abbeville, South Carolina. And, yeah, somewhere you don't really hear about. Yeah, somewhere you don't really hear about. And, uh, you know, a lot of good folks in Abbeville. Just, you know, not like a, you hear in New York City and L.A. and stuff mm-hmm. like that in the news. But, you know, your, your heroes come from your your communities they're your, they're your neighbors and your you know your brothers and your sisters your aunts your uncles and all that stuff they're they're our family and our friends and you know this this guy made the the ultimate sacrifice and, and maybe one of the 
most significant battles, you know, in history, at least definitely up that point in time and, you know, part of the, the greatest generation in those folks. And so it's always nice to take time to remember where we came from mm-hmm. and, and all the great men and women who have, uh, who have laid themselves out there, you know, to, to protect the freedoms and, and the rights of the people of the United States and around the world and around the world. And so, you know, um, thank you to all of, all of those people. Outstanding. And so, you know, it, it's important that, you know, these, these people who, you know, protect our freedoms and stuff like that, and they, they work hard and stuff. But there's also the people um, in the rear and in the back and all the different organizations that, you know, help out those service members and their families and, and even the retired community of the people who have served. And uh, our service member family care is very much set up like that. And one of the biggest sections out there, um, they're all big. They're all important. Mm-hmm. But um, the uh, the employment services, employment's a big thing for everybody. Yeah. You know, everybody's. Especially being a traditional M-Day soldier. Right. Yeah, because, you know, we still, all of us still that have our, you know, Monday through Friday, as it were, our nine to fives. And then, you know, weekend drill and stuff. And, you know, sometimes bumps it in the road. Sometimes, you know, you're just looking to improve yourself and your career. Mm-hmm. And our employment services, uh, uh, that's what they do. That's what they help. I mean, resume writing, you know, they help with resume writing. They, they're connected with, um, you know, different uh, companies and organizations around the South Carolina area that, you know, like to hire veterans. You know, and, and a lot of times... Uh, one of the big things I always hear them talk about is it's hard sometimes to translate what we do in the military into civilian terminology. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we are qualified for jobs that we don't think we're qualified for because we say, oh, we did this in the military, but that doesn't look like the same thing, you know. And they help they help make that connection and say, hey, no, you know, you because you were this and you're this. Um, you know, they've, they've worked with our legislators and stuff a couple years back they did the uh the 88 mics the truck drivers mm-hmm. where their license for military translated over to civilian license in south carolina um so they, they've they've helped reduce the the uh, the unemployment rate for veterans i, I think it's somewhere down around like two percent mm-hmm. um and i, I want to say it was somewhere in the teens maybe low 20 percent you know, before employment services came on. Um, I think they're tracking something like roughly 90-something people, uh, guard people uh, in the state that are unemployed, that are on their list, you know, they're helping find jobs and stuff right now. Um, With that being said, if you are an unemployed guardsman um, and you're not registered and haven't seen, you know, employment services, it's definitely worth, you know, going by and, and checking it out and talking to them. Uh, they can help, you know, evaluate your resume and what your job skills are. Um, I was actually fortunate enough, it's been about maybe three years ago now, maybe a little bit longer than that, I was able to go around with one of the employment services folks and, and meet a lot of the companies that we, they work with, you know, mm-hmm. with job placements and stuff, and I was able to shoot some video uh, with them. But, I mean, it, it, I mean, it's major people. I mean, you know, there's Verizon and starbucks and port authority down in charleston and they they recognize these folks and they the the companies go through a procedure you know to be able to work with us and you know they they make sure it's the best possible situation for these veterans that are unemployed or current service members um or family members Mm -hmm. too you know 
um, you know, spouse might need some help, you know, or you maybe did an interstate transfer and you're just moving here from, you know, Kentucky or something like that. You know, wife needs some help or husband needs some help finding a job and, you know, they're there to, you know, help. It's, a, it's an excellent service. Yeah, they've had some pretty um, successful uh, job fairs and I've been to them and basically you just walk in with your resume and come in business attire and I mean I've seen people get interviewed right on the spot or got hired just because they came out and networked in a way and um, the employment services were there to help and assist them and get them the resume in order which I that's a big thing like they're growing up I they people would always say like you need to have a resume. You don't want to put everything on there, but then it's like, well, that showcases everything I've done. Right. But like, you have to tailor it to your specific job, which a lot of people I don't think realize in the terminology. If you take words that are in the description and somehow put them into what your qualifications are, that makes you stand out a lot more. And that's what they do. They help you learn and figure that kind of stuff out so that you're not just blind blindsided in a way and not really knowing what's going on and just kind of winging it they prepare you for it they have you um, practice for interviews and stuff like that so it's definitely a good service and they're located throughout the whole state it's not just columbia they have them pretty much i'm i think they are based out of armories in the different locations districts across the state that are broken up into areas or whatnot and there's a uh, employment service service representative in each one of those mm-hmm. those areas, and those areas have two uh, job fairs a year. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, so I mean that's that's fourteen job fairs a year right yeah. there. Uh, so that's you know plenty of opportunity to get out and uh, take a shot at a job. I mean, I know we had Michelin down here at one, mm-hmm. um, and I mean they were pretty much hiring folks on the spot in the armory. So. If you are looking for a job, not even if you're unemployed, but, I mean, even if you're just kind of looking to improve your mm-hmm. job situation, uh, you know, maybe you were working somewhere, you know, local at, you know, your local grocery store or something. Not that's a bad job, but, you know, you just finished your degree in college or something and you're, you're trying to, you know, these these folks can help, you know, make that connection and, and get your resume squared away. And, you know, and, and the interview thing that you mentioned, that's, that's huge because a lot of people – don't do well in the interview no. section, you know. They don't know how to answer or present themselves with certain questions, especially um, younger folks that maybe have never had to do a professional-level interview, new soldiers and stuff like that. Because, you know, we, once again, we forget sometimes, especially when we've been around a little bit. But, you know, we have soldiers coming in 18, 19 years old. I mean, they're they're fresh out of high school. Maybe the only job they've had up to that point, you know, was, you know, a part-time job working 10 hours a week. Yeah. Type thing. They've never done a resume or done an interview or know what uh, proper attire is to go to certain interviews, depending on what and where they are. And, you know, that's a resource or they just don't even know where to start looking for a job. And so, you know, that's a good place to, to start. And then once again, you know, because of the way service member family care is set up in the, the area down there, you know, if you do need education or something, the education office is mm-hmm. right down from it. So, you know, it's a quick quick stop over and you know find out what your education benefits are or you know what schools are available you know for for military folks and stuff like that so 
It's a good thing about that hallway out there. There's a lot of <laughs> services that are, you, you know. You can't get away from them. No, no. You it's just, it's, it's a nice, neat little place. It's kind mm-hmm. of one-stop shop. And, of course, like I said, we do have, you know, other ones throughout the, the state and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it's, if you, anything employment, it's a good place to start. So, you know, um, so speaking of education, like we were just talking about, it's, it's kind of interesting things you can learn on a daily basis outside of, you know, formal education, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, my son today, uh, my family, you know, I like bringing my family into this. My <laughs> wife, oddly enough, keeps asking me, why am I always coming up in the podcast? And I'm like, because <laughs> you're funny. Um, I have a lot of good stories about you. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, Youngin texted me this morning uh, a picture, huge, huge huge green moth on the on the side of the house mm-hmm. i had no clue what it was um oddly enough showed uh buddy here at the museum and he's like i'm, I'm pretty sure that's a luna moth or whatever and i was like okay i mean i'll go with whatever you say. <laughs> i'm not a moth person um but you know it intrigued me so i wound up looking it up and sure enough it's a luna moth mm-hmm. um and you know i called my son and i you know i told him you know what i'd found out about it you know, on the internet, the fact they only live in seven, ten days, it's a silk moth. Um, the adults don't really eat, but you know, it was, it was a, it was a real world like teaching point, mm-hmm. um, and, and education for him and, and for me, you know, he brought something to me that I had no clue mm-hmm. and I had to go, go find it and, and get him an answer for all intents and purposes. He wasn't asking the question per se, but, you know, he was intrigued by this moth, and, and so I was able to give him some information about it, and he'll hold on to it now, and that's the key thing. He'll hold on to it because it's something he's interested about, and, you know, that that's true with military stuff, too, and I know I always kind of focus on it, and I mention it a lot about the younger soldiers and, and things like that because I do feel that a lot of times uh, older soldiers and, and, and airmen, older military members, um, in general, sometimes forget about what it was to be a young soldier, young mm-hmm. airman, and stuff like that. And, and you know, there's they come to you and they ask questions or they see something that they don't know and they mention it. And, you know, it should be on, on us, the ones that have been around a little bit, take time to, you know, go give them that information because they'll hold on to it. And it, makes them, it makes them better. It helps progress them as, as airmen and as soldiers. Um, not only in their career, but, you know, bottom line is, is military is not just a job. It, it's a lifestyle. Mm, it, definitely. It becomes who you are. You mm-hmm. know, you're never the same person that you were before you come in. Uh, either it reinforces values that you already had or it instills new values into it. Um, you get a whole new group of friends. Um, you know, you might have been from somewhere where there was – 10 people, you know, in a five-mile radius of you, and now you're you're here with people from all over the nation and, and sometimes all over the world, mm-hmm. you know, working with you. And so they might not just, they just might not know. I mean, like I said, I didn't know what the moth was. <laughs> I had no clue. Um, but I got an education out of it, and, and I passed that to my, my son. And, you know, even to get the education, I had to go to somebody beyond me. And, that, you know, when, once they gave me, you know, a part of the information, I was able to, you know, dig out kind of the rest of it. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that's important for 
for people who've been around for a little bit in leadership and senior NCOs and NCOs and all that, that, you know, part of our job is to educate younger soldiers and airmen and uh, make sure we're passing that knowledge. And, and sometimes the questions they ask, you know, we get frustrated. We get frustrated with our kids. The generation I mean, of why. Yeah, right. And, <laughs> and, I mean, we get frustrated. I mean, like I said, I get frustrated with my kids sometimes. They're like, what's this? What's that? You know, and you're just like, oh, go find out, you know. But they they didn't even know where to start looking, mm-hmm. you know. And so sometimes guidance and stuff like that's good. And it just goes to show, you know, education is a continual thing. Um, everything from formal education, you know, where classes and stuff are involved, uh, such as our MOS, uh, ATIs, and things of that nature, to mm-hmm. just on-the-spot education, right? I mean, yeah. point-of-contact type situation. You know, what what is this bolt for? Type of thing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but we should probably find out to make sure something doesn't <laughs> fall off. Um, but, yeah, and, and everybody can learn and grow from it, and I, I think. And it's good even if you already know the information when you, you have to take the time to teach somebody or pass that information along. It refreshes it for you. Or sometimes it even brings up more questions for you. Yeah. There's plenty of times when uh, me and you are working on video stuff and you ask me a question about something and I'm like, well, that's kind of a, a normal question or whatever. And then we get into it and I wind up having to look up something on YouTube or, mm-hmm. or whatever to get the additional information so that we can get to the right answer, yeah? Yeah, all the time. YouTube is, like, our best friend. Right. Our search engine. We don't even go to Google. We just go to YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, and once again about learning stuff, and th- this happened in the shop not too long ago, um, and I was actually telling Captain Donnelly about this, was um, they had um, – you actually showed me an effect, uh, a map mm-hmm. effect. And I'd basically making a, a line draw on a map like a route or whatnot. And I'd never seen it, never really done it. I mean, I'd seen it, you know, like movies, commercials, mm-hmm. and things like that, but never had actually seen it as an effect and, and how to do it or whatnot. And uh, I was like, wow, I was like, that's pretty cool. And actually, I had a, a shoot coming up of a convoy around that same time. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, this would be it's really good for the convoy thing. And so I had to sit down and, and learn how to do it and whatever else. And it something I would have never even thought of, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and quote, unquote, I've, I've been doing this longer, <laughs> you know, um, I've been doing this longer. I should, you should know type stuff, but you know, I got, I got, I got educated. Well, that's the thing is it younger generations help the older generations have a new, uh, not, I guess a view, but their, their thought process, how they view things is different because of the difference in the generation so that helps whenever you're trying to do effects or whatever in our case like you might see view it one way and say well let's do this but I come in and I mean I'm a newbie basically and I'm like well why don't we do it this way and we can mesh those two together to make one in a sense so I mean it's it gives you a good variety and it helps you learn as well as them learning too oh yeah hundred percent hundred percent and you know it's a give and take thing just kind of like you said you know mm-hmm. um uh, o- older generation o- older leadership and stuff like that obviously needs to you know recognize that the the uh younger soldiers and airmen might not know stuff and they have questions and they need to be taught this stuff can't just take for granted that they already know it um 
And on the other hand, you know, younger soldier and airmen need to understand that, you know, the older generations have done some of this mm -hmm. and they need to absorb that information. If they want to get better at what they're doing in their job, they either need to see what's been done right or what's been wrong so that they can progress. Mm -hmm. So that hopefully, you know, one day I will leave this job. No, you can't. <laughs> one, 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 <laughs> I forbid you. <laughs> one day I will leave. Um, and, uh, you know, People have been, I guess, relatively happy with the work that I've done since I've been here. But, you know, my hopes is that whatever I've done, you'll do better once I'm gone. Mm -hmm. You'll take whatever I've built and what knowledge I've, I've tried to pass on or hopefully have tried to pass along and whatnot. And you'll take it and involve it and take it to the next step to the point where they won't even remember, you know, that I was here at one point, in time, you know, <laughs> I don't know that, about all that, that you're, you're that much better. <laughs> you know, I mean, even this, even the podcast itself, this was something I tried years back and, um, failed horribly at, uh, just cause I didn't, I didn't have the knowledge base for it. And, and you know, we gave it a shot and it just didn't work out, but you came back in and, and kind of revived this into this format that it is now. And it's, it's doing pretty, it's doing pretty good so far. I mean, it's not obviously where we want it to be. Yeah, but we, I think we've come to realize it's not going to happen overnight as much as we want it to. Yeah, I'm still disappointed about the <laughs> 1.3 million. I need, We're getting I need, close. I need everybody to get on the horse out there and start passing <laughs> this thing around. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you revived this, and uh, I mean, this is this is your your brainchild, as it were, and the big thing is is, is like we said earlier, there's been a lot of interest. Mm -hmm. internally from from other guard folks that want to be on the show or people associated with the guard to get their their message and come in here and, and have a nice casual conversation about stuff um which is good mm -hmm. which is good and it shows that you are you know pushing past where i'm at which is is, is the goal you know and that should be a goal for you know all NCOs and, and leadership out there, you know, you should be training the person behind you to be better mm -hmm. than what you were um, and, and try to bring them up and not, not hold them back and not stifle their creativity. I mean, you still have to guide, you know, you can't let you get off the, the reservation. Like we don't, we don't have like 3d tracking in the <laughs> studio or anything like that. We're not going to do like any weird animation stuff if you want to do that. But you know, uh, it, you know, we, we, I try to help anything that you want to do, mm -hmm. you know, within reason, I try to I try to let you give it a shot and then correct you and help you through it and things like that, which will, you'll, you will be better than me. It's, you know, and in some aspects you are already better than me in some things. Uh, in this job, in this career field, which is good. It's good. It makes me feel accomplished. It makes me feel like I'm doing my job. Because mm -hmm. um, if I don't progress you, um, then we just stagnate. Mm -hmm. And that's uh, we can't have that. Nobody can have that. No organization can have that. But the military definitely can't have that. And so, you know. Yeah. We, well, not only that, but if you weren't, if you didn't pass down what you know, then it would get lost. So we've done things the same way for a very long time. We've tweaked it here and there, but um, if older generations, military folks, if they didn't pass that down to the younger soldiers and then it continuously get passed down, it would get lost. And in a sense, we would basically just keep starting over, really, and making the same mistakes and not 
knowing what to do really. So, I mean, definitely passing on the information is helpful in growing the younger generation. But also, I think people, not all, but some people fear others progressing over them. And that's why they like to keep information to themselves. But they have to remember that they're not going to, like you said, they're not going to be around forever. So you need to, you need to help that person below you to build them up to your level. And then you want them to progress higher so that they can continue that trend down the line. Yeah. And I think, you know, um, I'll say, you know, at one point in time, I felt like my work was starting to stagnate a little bit. The videos and stuff that I was I was putting out were getting kind of repetitive, and I wasn't really adventuring out into anything new or different shots or trying to create above and beyond mm-hmm. what I was doing. And, of course, when you got here, you know, obviously it creates a little level of competition, you know. <laughs> uh, Friendly competition. I win. Um <laughs> No, um, yeah, friendly level of competition. But what it does is it pushes me. And I, I would say I've, um, since you've been here I, and we worked on it together, probably put out one of the best videos of my career uh, with the best warrior competition, um, just between music selection, the shot selection, and, and the way the, everything turned out. I, I was beyond happy with it, beyond happy with it. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I can't say that I would have been pushed to that same point had you not come on board here. Um, because sometimes when, the, you know, there's there's no competition or no uh, nobody pushing you to be a little bit better, sometimes you kind of stagnate. Like, once again, I use the word stagnate in your work. <laughs> yeah. Um, I read it on a vocabulary calendar, so uh, I'm using it a lot today. No, nice. that's not true. <laughs> um, but... Uh, yeah, you know, it pushed me, and and I think my my videos have actually gotten better since you you've you've been here. Um, like I said, I've had to kind of think outside my own box, mm-hmm. and so that's you know that's where that give and take relationship comes from. Where it ultimately falters is when both sides just don't want to communicate and, and help each other out. You know, they don't want to listen to what ideas are coming from this way and that way, and whatnot and they don't ask questions either side uh, of that and um it just doesn't it just doesn't make things better no um just like the the youtube channel on this podcast you know it it was a goal of ours to make it better and we talk and sometimes my ideas work and we do them and sometimes your ideas work and we we do them and i mean we're still searching even on on the podcast of Mm -hmm. how all this is supposed to be laid out and, and look but I think we're doing better with it. I mean, yeah. I can already see an improvement from, you know, first show to this show. Um, and every time we do it, you know, it'll refine a little bit. You know, I'll say, hey, we maybe should have done this a little bit better. I mean, we've even had outside input, mm-hmm. you know, on the show. Just some people have seen it, uh, fellow soldiers and airmen from around here and said, hey, maybe you should. Sure, we'll give it a shot, you know. There's no right or wrong. Uh, I am by no means a professional podcaster at this point in time. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm up for, you know, changing and making this better, as long as it gets better every time and not worse. Yeah. So You definitely help, though, because um, coming into this career field, I've definitely been very hard on myself because I see something I like, I want it to look that way, and it doesn't, and I just get so frustrated. So you definitely have to reel me back in and be like, Baker, it's okay. Like, 
I, trial and error. If it doesn't work the first time, try it again. So that definitely helps with um, my confidence being a videographer because I'm still learning. I mean, I learn something new every day. So Especially at 3 o'clock in the morning, right? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't even want to go there. <laughs> so if uh, for people who may or may not know in this office, if there is a deadline on a video, then that's the deadline on the video. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. <laughs> Even if you work a 24-hour shift. If you work a 24-hour shift. And your shift, eyes are going cross-eyed. I will order pizza, and we will lock in the studio, and we will edit all night long. And I'm sure it won't be the last time. Yeah, but uh, we got it done. Yes, we did. And yep. everybody loved it. Yep, it was on time, and that happened to be the best warrior competition video also. We'd, uh, we promised State Command Sergeant Major we'd have it to him last day of the competition and uh we had been editing and working of course we were, we were shooting long days out there anyway i mean we were out there at four o'clock yeah, in the morning and super early you know leaving seven eight o'clock at night at some point in time mm-hmm. so um we promised a, a timeline on it and we got down into the last day and she's like are we gonna get this done and i was like most definitely <laughs> She didn't know that meant 3 o'clock in the morning leaving the studio, but we got it done. Yeah, we did. So it was good, and the soldiers appreciated it. Yeah. And that's, you know, ultimately that's what made it made it worthwhile. And, you know, one of those things, you know, that's, that's something, you know, I, I'm trying to instill in her, uh, you know, as part of my worth ethic when it comes to things like that. You know, I try not to miss deadlines or timelines when it comes to, the video sometimes we might oops yeah. and miss by a day or so but we're usually not you know way out of range so you know we dig in and we do what has to be done when it's time to get it done so good stuff this is fun it was a fun <laughs> night it was a fun night for me anyway yeah we should have probably did a behind the scenes of what the oh, yeah. what our shop does and oh yeah that was that was that was that was a lot of fun for me um she gets wound up about two o'clock in the morning and you can poke the bear and, and watch her spin off. <laughs> but, uh, it, 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 she did an excellent job with editing. And, uh, if you do go watch the video, one of my favorite shots in the video is the, uh, the underwater shot at the pool. Um, and, and yeah, that was, that was fun. I was freaking out because we thought we were ahead of schedule and then we get there and we like missed everybody, but like three. So I was like, I have to get this shot. And everyone's like, you're getting in the pool. Like they were just so amazed that we were getting so into it. And it was a lot of fun. In I your definitely, uniform, no less. I know. <laughs> I've never had to swim in my uniform before. So the guys out there doing the gaffby, I have a whole other respect for them. Cause I mean, I was just in my, my t-shirt and my, pants and they were in everything so i couldn't imagine oh yeah but uh it wound up being a really good shot it turned out really well um and so it was worth it it was worth it it was worth it you know the five minutes (laughs) of shooting five minutes of shooting (laughs) 15 second clip completely worth it though that's the way sometimes it's those little pieces that make it like make it oh yeah yeah oh yeah Uh, definitely for us that's a you never know. You never know um, when you're going to get that shot or, or whatever. And it just means you just have to keep working at it. Yeah. Keep working at it, and you'll get it eventually. I'm Specialist Chelsea Baker. And I'm Specialist David Erskine. And we'll catch you in the next episode.